Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Eric Name joins us now on the fan. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Eric, or Eric underscore Name, I should say. Eric, thanks so much for coming on this afternoon. Fellas, how we doing? Well, I, I got to know how you're doing. I'm interested in this because you, you got yourself in a position here that I find intriguing because you're a guy that has covered this team all year long, uh, going with the team, covering the team at home games. Any idea whether or not uh, you are going to be able to go down to Florida or whether or not you're going to be stuck in your place on Zoom press conferences? Uh, I don't know if there's any clarity on that quite yet. Um, but I do know that, you know, the Professional Basketball Writers Association and uh, really any media organization is working very hard to, to make it all possible. But, um, you know, as as we get back into this and, you know, as we see the Board of Governors approve the deal today, uh, I think we're going to figure out in the next two months that there's still a long ways to go to figure out how to make everything safe, figure out how to, you know, keep an entire campus clean, how to keep it, uh, you know, safe, because we are still in the middle of a pandemic here. So uh, I think we're going to learn more and more about that from a media perspective, but I think probably more importantly, we're going to figure out a lot of that from a player and organization perspective about how they're going to try to do all of that going forward, because uh, with 22 teams, it is, uh, it's quite a task. No, no doubt about it. And I think when you Look at the setup. Are you are you okay with the setup the way they got it, um, Eric? With the, uh, with the number I mean, of teams, I, I think it's kind of ridiculous that there's 22 teams there. Uh, I don't you think do. the Suns okay. belong in the Western Conference. I don't think the Wizards belong in the Eastern Conference. But uh, you know, in the end, I, I think we're seeing that the league wanted to make sure that they got as I would say as many teams within reason. Uh, to Orlando for some games, and I think you could probably argue whether or not Phoenix and Washington are within reason, but they're there nonetheless. So they want to try to get as many teams as they could without going too crazy and without going all 30. So uh, they ended up at 22. Um, you know, as far as how much any of this will affect the Bucks, I think everything looks pretty good for them. We didn't see any of the, the drastic plans that – you know, we talked about last week where they're talking about reseeding the whole thing from one to sixteen. They're talking about group play. They're talking about all these different things. Um, from that perspective, for the Bucks, this is a win. They get to stay as the one seed in the Eastern Conference. They get to play best of seven series. Uh, they don't have to worry about the reseeding of one to sixteen. They just get to pretty much do everything like normal. 
and I want to be clear here, not having home court advantage is a big deal. Like that is something that they fought for the entire season. And obviously the, the ability to host a game seven at five serve forum would have been something that they would have really looked forward to and kind of hung their hats on. But uh, other than that, like as far as this scenario goes, I think it probably ends up going as well as it could for the Bucks. Uh, name, uh, do you think, in your professional opinion, do you think they'll, some teams have two game plans for the Bucks? one for regular season because they know they're very good and they blow everybody out, but when they play in the playoffs, do you think they'll just go get what Toronto tried to do or was able to do for four games? Or do you think, by this has been so unprecedented, everybody pretty much just going to have to run their system and didn't have time to really implement a game plan just to stop Giannis? Um, I think if, you know, if Bud is any sort of gauge on this, uh, guys are going to spend, you know, they spent these four months in the film room. They spent figuring out, you know, the mm-hmm. teams that they could possibly play. They figured out, you know, how the matchups might work. And for a team like the Bucks, it's a little bit more difficult because four through six in the East are up in the air, seven through eight. But, you know, ultimately everyone knows that we better have a Bucks game plan ready to go if we want to go to the NBA Finals. So that means the Raptors, the Celtics, the Sixers, the Pacers, the Heat, all of them were probably at some point working on a game plan. And so, I, mean, I guess if they weren't, they still got two yeah. months to do it. Um, but, like, if everyone's going to be thinking through that. I think the big thing to keep in mind is that uh, everyone kind of, I don't want to say everyone knows the game plan, but everyone oh, knows. Oh, I know what you're saying, though. They kind of know what you're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, against the honest, you know, you're going to try to build the wall. You know you're going to try yeah. to stack it up, make sure you have to go through three or four guys. You're going to make sure that you try to get underneath underneath them, get physical, make sure there's somebody at the rim. Like, everyone's going to try to do that, but there's only so many teams in the league that can have all of those guys. And, that's something I, I always went back to with that Raptors series last year is the Raptors mm-hmm. had the the league's best one-on-one defender in Kawhi Leonard. They had mm-hmm. Marcus Saul, who's a former defensive player of the year, is the main guy double-teaming. They have Kyle Lowry, who's an all-defensive point guard. They have Danny Green, who's an all-defensive wing. Like You have just a bunch of guys there that can can defend, right? Like That's, that's kind of how all of this works. So uh, I think the big thing for them is, just trying to figure out, do we have the personnel to do it? And most teams don't. Talking with Eric Name here on the Wendy's Big Show on the fan. Uh, my thing about this whole thing is I, I've seen the plan, uh, as much of it that's been released, obviously. I, I don't see anything in there by like an exhibition game or a team scrimmaging against one another. And I realize that we're in the season and it's not before the season. You've had a long layoff. Do you think there's any type of worry about getting these guys right back on the court and playing 30, 35 minutes a game? Because, well, the Bucks may not have to do that, uh, obviously, because they're sitting pretty in the one seed. These teams that are fighting for a playoff spot, they're going to have to play each game like it's essentially life or death for them to try and continue on in the postseason. Yeah, I think we are going to see that. I, I don't know if they're going to be like, you know, in like college basketball, they have like the, the secret scrimmages, yes. right? Like the, yep. ones, like the unscheduled ones. Nobody's allowed to go there and report from it and, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right, right. So I don't know if it'll be that version of it. Like, if you find, like, let's say the Bucks, um, Pop and Bud are really close. I don't know if there's a situation where you're close with somebody and you say, hey, let's get a game. 
so my guys can get something going here. Like, I don't know if it's going to be that or if they're going to do it more formally where there is a couple exhibition games. But, you know, like the timeline's always going to be a factor here. But I do think, you know, you're going to have to get there and try to get some sort of exhibition. And whether that is, you know, a secret scrimmage, whether that's like a a cross-team practice that, you know, you see in the NFL at training camp sometimes where you have teams come through. Like, I don't know how that's going to happen, but uh, undeniably, I don't think all of these teams want to go straight into a spot where it's like, hey, lights are on. You need to catch up three games in, in the seeds. Like, no one's going to want that. So they are going to have to find a way. And, I mean, it's going to be delicate. Like, there also just might be some of it is too bad, guys. Like, maybe you shouldn't be three games back in the in for the fifth seed or whatever it may be. Like, maybe you shouldn't have put yourself in this spot. You're going to have to deal with it now. So uh, I do think they're going to try some of that, but I don't know if we'll end up ever hearing the details of it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that if that's the way they try to figure out how to do it. But I, I think, you know, um, it sucks for Bucks fans only because, listen, we haven't won an NBA championship since the 60s. And now you don't get an opportunity to get to five serve. Now, everybody has to do it, right? I mean, everybody's going to be – but, I mean, you've had a team that's long-suffering, right? So, say if it's the Lakers and the Bucks in the finals. I mean, I would feel more sorry about the, the Bucks fans because they just haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, man, it stinks. Like, it, it just does. Uh, and, again, I think ultimately if the, the Bucks win their second title in franchise history – Right. Bucks fans will be able to look the other way and be okay with it, but you know what? What if they end up losing in the finals, and you have that thought in your head, like, man, if if we could have got four games at Pfizer Forum, maybe we end up stealing one of those games that we lost, or something like that. Like, I, I do think it will always end up being a what if, but I do think ultimately, um, you know, talking with people, it didn't sound like the Bucks pushed all too hard for. I mean, there was, like, some ridiculous proposal I heard about, like, trying to ship in, like, your home court or something like that reported. And from everything I've heard, the Bucks weren't the team kind of pushing for that to try to get some sort of home court advantage. They, everyone just mm-hmm. knows, like, hey, we can't control this. We're kind of stuck with this. Right. Yeah, you got another one, Gary? You're good. No, go ahead. Yeah, I I, I just think that the conditioning of – uh, the Bucks has always been real good because they always play in the high hundreds and they're one of the top team defending teams. I think one of the things we said is the one thing we're looking forward to when the NBA starts is the smiles on these guys' faces. That's going to be something that everybody's going to need, but it also makes me think that, and I looked at the way if somebody gets tested, you know, if test pot, they're going to quarantine them. If there's multiple players, they're going to quarantine them and things of that nature. But you know, and I see that I think the Chinese are going to play June 20th. I think uh, they're going to mm-hmm. play basketball. Ultimately, I got to go back to this again. How are the media access is going to be behind the scenes? If there are all these games going to be on one channel, all of it, the beat writers. I advocate the beat writers like yourself and a few other people should travel with the team and stay with the team so you can get everything documented. And I know you put if you. I don't know if they told you guys this or not, but I think if the fans can't be there, those are the kind of stories that can really help the fan base stay, you know, clued in on what's going on down there. 
Yeah, I do think that's a big part of it. Is that like you know uh, on a on a normal day, fans are going to get to see it, fans are going to get to feel it. Like, what is it actually like in an empty arena? What does it feel like for the players? Like, all of us being able to have that access and have those conversations um, is is going to be a big part of this. And obviously, yeah. I think we're going to be in a spot that even once we do get to August, where people are still going to be clamoring for the world to kind of return to normal and watching NBA games can be a big part of it, but everything else is going to be, you know, a lot bigger as we try to figure it out. Like there's, uh, if you look at the Bucks, Bud is a big, you know, load management guy. He's someone that keeps the minutes low for all these guys. Those eight games when they come back, you know, how often is Giannis going to play? Is he going to play all eight of those? Or is he going to play six of those? Uh, same thing with Chris. What about Brooke Lopez? Uh, how do the older guys feel as they come back to it? Being able to actually tell those stories as opposed to, you know, only having a Zoom call with the best player on the team or the two top performers from a game or something, like, that's going to be totally different. So uh, I would agree. I think there's going to be a lot of stories in there for, for us to tell and, uh, you know, the hope would be that some of us get that opportunity to, to get in there and embed with them and, you know, kind of see how it all goes. Talking with Eric Name here on the Wendy's Big Show on the fan. Uh, Sarah Todd uh, just uh, tweeted this out, and Sarah Todd uh, is with the Desert News, covers the, the Utah Jazz. NBA approves format to head to Orlando. Florida today reports 1,419 new confirmed cases of coronavirus, the highest daily total the state has seen uh, to this point. The coronavirus thing is something that's going to change the game as well. Alabama football is reporting, I think, that they have five COVID cases uh, as of today on their football team. You get a basketball team that gets three to five players uh, with COVID, that's going to change the complete outlook of what that series is going to look like going forward. Yeah, I mean, and I think the, the big thing here, too, is that from everything we've kind of heard in the lead up to this, Today was the Board of Governors, right? Like, the players still are going to have to approve this, and we're still going to have to hear kind of what the, the safety yeah. precautions are because, I mean, I don't, I don't think any NBA player is going to be okay with agreeing to the idea that, hey, if you're going to the NBA Finals, you have to stay on this campus for three months. The eight restaurants that they have, the cooks that they have, whatever, like, that's all you can do. You can't leave to play golf. You can't do anything else. Like, that's not going to happen. So there is going to be a level of personal responsibility from all these people to try to figure out exactly how it is that they go about, I mean, in some ways kind of policing themselves. Like, just, I I know this kind of hypothetical has been talked about before, but just imagine if you're the guy that ruins a title run for LeBron James. What if you're the guy that ruins a title run for, for Giannis Kumbo? There's going to be mm-hmm. some peer pressure there that, hey, if you want to leave the campus, you can do it you know, to go see your family or do whatever you need to do, but like, you need to be responsible. And, you know, there, there's obviously the opportunity that if someone leaves, if someone's a little bit careless, and, I mean, with this virus, sometimes it might not even be on you. If you go to a restaurant that wasn't cleaned properly or – a golf course and a golf court and a golf cart wasn't cleaned properly. All of a sudden, you have COVID nineteen, and maybe it wasn't even a fault of your own. So, I mean, the the safety and the measures that they have to go through to protect players and staffs and and everyone that's going there 
it's I, I don't want to say it's it's impossible, but it's certainly mind boggling. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a really tough ask of everyone involved. You know, the other thing too about this when we talk about uh, this season and how this is all gonna roll out going forward. Uh, as far as how the end of the season goes, Eric, and the start of the next season, if the NBA Finals goes all the way through seven games, we're talking October 12th, the draft's three days after that, and then free agency three days after that, training camp in uh, early November on the 10th, start the season December 1st. I mean, these teams that go deep in the playoffs aren't going to have much of an offseason to get ready before they go full board for another full season. Yeah, everyone's going to have to to pretty much be ready to go and hop right back into it, which, I mean, I think is is kind of, I don't want to say it's a, it's a disaster when it happened, but, like, you're going to see teams that are probably going to hold out guys for a month next year, right? And the next season they're going to be thinking, hey, my guy didn't get a break. Like, Giannis didn't get a break. All right, he's out for the next month. Like, that teams are going to have to deal with all that. So, yeah, it's going to get really tight at the end. Uh, you know, that I think in some ways means that hopefully teams took care of their business during the last two months and the next two months that whether that's draft scouting, whether that's prepping for free agency, whether that's, you know, going through all of the different possibilities, all the different ways that the off season could happen, like all of that stuff needed to, I mean, in many ways be prioritized in the last couple of months. So, I think there's there's got to be some organizational planning that occurred from all, from all these teams to get through that. But no, there's no doubt about it. Everything's going to move real fast once once the season ends. And if you're the Bucks and you're planning on making a finals run, that means it's moving extra fast for you. Because Eric, God. Eric, the one thing that uh, that I uh, you know I'm uh, a, yeah. I'm a worry wart so. But this, yeah, yeah. well, because of the Giannis super extension or whatever you want to call it here, oh, and, and with salary, this, this is my fault. With this is my fault, it is your fault. I yes. put it in his head. But with names, the salary cap expected, I'm, I'm assuming so to go backwards because of this whole COVID nineteen <laughs> thing, Eric. I, how are these teams going to approach free agency? Because like I would assume, like Major League Baseball, <laughs> a lot of these guys are going to have to take less money than what they had accounted on. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I I think the big thing is going to be kind of the lessons that the league learned from 2016 because we saw something similar happen where they fell into the big TV contract and they had to decide, do we want to smooth out the cap or do we want to spike it? And they decided that they wanted to spike it. And in doing so, it enabled Kevin Durant to sign with the Golden State Warriors and it totally affected – I mean, it affected everything. The league was not the same for those three mm-hmm. years where they were able to build that super team. So they're going to really have to think this through as they decide, all right, how much money are we going to hold on to for the players? How much are we going to let this cap dip? Because if you actually use the formula that the salary cap is based on, there's a good chance that there's 26 teams in the luxury tax. Like, that's just the reality of the situation, if that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. So, to me, that seems like something that's totally out of the question, that everyone's going to have to work together to figure out how the cap, it it can't dip too much. It's going to have to dip some because we don't have the same amount of revenue and all that. But everyone's going to have to figure out how do we get through this without – totally affecting the balance of play but and the Eric, balance of competitiveness in the league. Okay, I agree with you. It's not going to just you know go down off the cliff in one big amount, but I mean, it could be, well, we're going to take you know $10 million off this year, and then the following year we're taking five off, and the following year we're taking five off. 
even in just those increments, that does affect any type of long-term deal that you're going to do with certain guys, I would think. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be incumbent on the league to kind of inform people how this is going to work because with the Giannis Supermax, he can sign it at the start of the next financial year, but the starting dollar amount starts the following year. So we're not talking about the 2020-21 season. We're talking about the 2021 and the 2022 season. So if for the Bucks, if they're told, hey, we're going to dip for a year and come back, great. That's gravy. Sounds good. Giannis is still going to get paid just as much money or, or very similarly close to what it's going to be. But if it is going to be five, 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 five in the next four years, like taking that amount of money off, yeah, then that's going to make a, a really big difference. So, the like I said, all of this is going to be incumbent on everyone talking it through, over-communicating, and making sure everyone's on the same page. Because the worst thing that could happen is that it doesn't get talked through. They don't decide on some of these things. And then they make a split decision on October 10th or whatever it may be. Eight days later, mm-hmm. you have to figure out how this is going to work. And then, oh, by the way, next offseason, we screwed up the math. And actually, the thing that we said was going to happen isn't going to happen anymore. So, it, it, I'm yeah, you're 100% right. This is, this is going to be an incredibly difficult time uh, for everyone to get through. But I think one thing to think about is uncertainty from Giannis or from anyone else. Uh, any Supermax is based on a percentage of the salary cap. And any... Uh, any of those raises, 8% is what the Bucks can offer year to year, 5% is what everyone else can offer year to year. They can start at a higher percentage of the cap. So if you are Giannis and you mm. want to guarantee you get the absolute most money, no matter yes. what, no matter what happens, no matter how much money they take out the cap, mm-hmm. anything like that, there's only one place that's going to get you the most money. And it's going to be by a significant margin. Like nothing else is going to be close. So that's going to have to be the big thing that everyone kind of tries to figure out. But, yeah, it's going to be rough. I'm going to have to figure out how to do this. Well, hopefully they don't ask you for money to pay Giannis. That wouldn't be good. Uh, Eric, thanks so much for coming on, my friend. And uh, Thanks, man. You the man, Hopefully you don't get stuck in Milwaukee covering the team, but we'll see how this all goes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are you even putting that out Three months in Orlando on the same campus? I don't know if that's much better. But, yeah, I would prefer to come back with a nice tan. I'd prefer to be in Orlando. Man, right. I'd be on Space Mountain every day. Right. Who are you kidding? Right. He'll be sending us videos, him golfing. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, have a good one, buddy. All right, see you guys. There's Eric Name. Follow him on Twitter, Eric underscore Name. Read all of his uh, great stuff there. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.